0: What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So, today we have Rena Vocone on the mic, and Rena is here today to share with us a topic that we haven't really covered in this podcast yet. So, we're going to be talking about pursuing your passions, being fit, and the rest will follow. So, Rena, let's hop right in. All right, Rena, so tell us one thing about yourself that most people don't know
1: well josh i would say that not everybody knows that i am actually under five feet tall i'm actually four eleven and a half wow <laughs> but i'm taking <usually> heels <laughs> um so I, I look like i'm about five one or five two um but yeah i am i'm pretty petite uh, my kids are quickly catching up to me in height um <laughs> but i always have said to myself you know what you can be small and still be mighty and accomplish great things regardless of your size. And so I've really taken that to heart throughout my life and good things come in small packages.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's couldn't slow you down. I'll tell you that much. So you are you, this is just a random question, but are you married to a really tall guy?
1: He, my husband is pretty tall. He's over six feet tall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: That gives our kids a little uh, hope for height. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're like, please get the right jeans.
1: We <laughs> right. play basketball and soccer, so especially for basketball, they need all the height they can get.
0: Right. Yeah, four eleven. That'd be hot. That'd be tough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> that
0: is so awesome. Well, it doesn't seem to slow you down. Well, Rena, let's get a little bit of background on you and kind of how you've gotten to where you're at with Passion Fit, and just kind of walk us through that journey. How you got there.
1: Yeah, so I spent most of my career actually working um, in digital media and advertising sales um, for high tech and media companies, a lot of big Fortune 500 companies like Google. Um, Yahoo, um, CNET, Reebok, GE, and then I did work for a startup called Grokker as well. And so focused on marketing, sales, and business development, and really loved my career and enjoyed that industry. Um, But I've also had this lifelong passion for health and wellness. Um, I started teaching fitness classes when I was a freshman in college and taught three times a week for all four years of my college career while I was in business school. Um, I've been (laughs) dancing my whole life, um, starting with ballet training when I was seven. And then moved into um, hip-hop, modern, jazz, Bollywood, Latin, you know, all types of dances. I was um, cheerleading and dance team in high school. So these are kind of some things that I've always been passionate about on the side. Um, throughout my adult life, even while working in my corporate career, I was pursuing certifications in fitness and nutrition, I recently completed a certification in behavior change coaching, and um, I just have always been fascinated with wellness and how that can impact people, how it can help you to be at your peak performance, both personally and professionally. Um, and that's kind of what led me to start my company, Passion Fit. It actually came out of a time where I was really burnt out, to be honest. Um, Working really hard at Google. Um, my husband and I had our two kids. We had our second one was a baby at the time, our older one was a toddler. My husband himself was working for Google also because he comes from a tech background. And just, you know, two of us in Silicon Valley, kind of in that fast paced world, raising two young children we hit a wall and we hit a point where we were really burnt out and all of the wonderful things about wellness that I cherished and loved and and valued so much throughout my life kind of for a period of time went out the window. Um, I experienced health issues as did my husband and it was just a really tough time and I felt like, you know, something needs to change and I've always had this passion and I've always wanted to do something with wellness and inspiring and motivating people Um, so maybe this is a time to take a leap and, go do this.
0: Yeah. Well, and it puts you into this huge, you know, into a business where you like you talked about being it's fitness and passion kind of merged together. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. What,
0: well, and what I really like about your story, you know, that development of it is it's almost something that's just been in you from the beginning. Right. And you were able to take what you, what you're passionate about and then take a business background to it. I mean, that's pretty incredible. So for you, you know, taking that step out of Google, for example, you know, which is a very secure, great job, pretty much everybody's dream job, right, if they're in the business sector, <laughs> yes, exactly. and deciding to step out and do it on your own, what, what was that transition like for you?
1: Um, it was hard. It was honestly, in my career, the hardest thing I've ever done um, because I, I love Google as a company. Um, I had a fantastic boss and management team and team of peers that I worked with, all of whom are still, you know, dear Friends of mine today, I still keep in touch with most of the people, um, if not all the people that I work with over there. Um, so it wasn't easy. It took me two years to really get the courage. And, you know, I am first generation born Indian American. So I have immigrant parents who worked very hard to provide a good life for us in United States and really value education and having a solid and secure career. Um, so you can imagine when I told them <laughs> that I was interested in walking away from my job at Google and my career that I had built over the last 18 years to go off on my own and start something um, completely from scratch, they were, you know, concerned at first, to be honest, right. they were shocked. And um, of course, now, you know, it's been five and a half years since I started the company. And I have their full support, um, but you know they were, especially my dad, I will say, he um, jokingly said, I need you to put together a three to five year business plan, <laughs> 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 any decisions, and I really want to know what you want to do with this. What is your vision and you know how can you leverage all your skills that you've worked so hard to obtain into this business? And that was good for me. I'm glad that he pushed me and, um, and it's really helped along the way, but it wasn't easy at all, I have to say. It was one of the hardest days, but my last day at Google.
0: I bet. Well, and the cool part, though, is you didn't just go because you're like, oh, I hated my job. I hate this and everything. You're like, I, I was, you were transitioning to something else, right? Something better. And I, I think, I mean, I don't know if it's better than Google, but
1: <laughs>
0: equivalent, right? Better for you. Um, yeah,
1: it's different. And, you know, I miss, I miss the camaraderie. I miss the team building and the collaboration with such talented people who come from all over the world to work at a company like Google. Um, but at, at the same time, I find that I'm building new networks and I'm working with people that are every bit as talented just in different industries and in different ways. So I'm very grateful for that.
0: Yeah. One, that's kind of cool because you've been able to take that communication skill, that team building ability and, and, create new networks for yourself, which in reality, I mean, for most of us, especially, you know, in the entrepreneurial realm, that's where a lot of us get hung up. You know, we, we don't know where to start to make that network and everything. And I think that's really cool. That you've been able to go out and build those, those different types of networks, but I do have to, I'm going to transition the conversation a little bit here. Okay. Because I'm going to this is going clear back in the conversation, what you had talked about, you know, while at college, you were, you know, becoming certified training, doing all this stuff. That wasn't even your degree, Mm -hmm. And then you just explained your life, you know, you first off working at Google means you've already, you know, you've got a pretty heavy workload on your back, right? Being, being involved in such an awesome company, but then you've been involved in all these different things, become certified. How do you still be a good mom?
1: Yeah, that's very important to me. And that was also one of the big reasons why I stepped out of the corporate world, um, simply because I wanted more flexibility. I wouldn't say that I'm working any less per se than I was At Google or any other company that I worked for, but I'm working in ways that still take my children's needs into consideration. So, being a working mom, I still, it was very important to me to be able to pick up my kids from school and take them to their sports practices and, you know, be there to help them with their homework and cook dinner at night and pack their lunches and all that mom stuff that my mom, who was a stay-at-home mom, always did for us growing up. My dad had the corporate career, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I know for myself, when I became an adult, I realized but I want to have both you know right. I
0: want
1: to have a way to be the awesome mom that my mom has always been but also be this you know successful person in my career like my dad um So it wasn't easy. I mean, it's something I I definitely struggled with that balance, obviously, through a lot of my career when my husband and I started having kids. And that was a really big reason why I decided to become an entrepreneur, because I thought the only way that I'm going to be able to control my schedule, control my destiny, and kind of decide how I want to design and live my life is if I do it on my terms. Um, And, you know, you end up as an entrepreneur, you can probably relate to this, you, you end up working kind of odd hours, like, I might, you know, start checking email before my kids wake up at six in the morning or, you know, work on a presentation or something a night after they go to bed or even when they come home from school, if they're sitting at the kitchen table doing their homework, I might have my laptop open also and be, you know, cranking out a couple things and I'll take calls when I need to, but they understand it and I think for them, having me there and knowing that I am there for them no matter what that gives them a sense of security and they're very supportive of what I'm doing in my career and I love that I'm showing them what it looks like as is my husband because he also has to pitch in and you know split responsibilities with the kids with drop-offs and hookups as well Um, but we're showing the kids what it means to be a dual working couple and how to still prioritize your family because for me, family comes first, no matter what. That's how I was raised. That's how my husband was raised. And I want to teach that to my kids.
0: Which is awesome. First off, I think you and my wife would get along really well. Um, <laughs> just because she's that same way. <laughs> um, very much so. Like, I want to do both. You know, I don't want to have to limit myself to to one or the other. And what's really cool about that is you've been able to still be a great mom, but you've been able to, like you said, you know, really find that balance. And I like how you described that because it's it's not about – constantly having to be like these are my work hours and these are my family hours you know it's if they're doing homework sit down and work with them you know and I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration right. is that sometimes you can be doing it with them at the same time and I know I, we don't have any kids yet but just me and my wife yeah you know, part of being a good husband is, is being there for my wife you know and we've had to learn okay sometimes we need to just be working together because that allows us to get some time may not be quality time all the time but then we find those gaps of time that really you know, we we can just make time for each other 100%. And I think that's absolutely crucial. So you really with passion fit, that's one of your core pillars is, you know, that work-life balance. So let's talk a little bit about how passion fit fits in with that for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I want to say balance, you're never going to find this perfect balance, right? Life is not ever like that. Um, Is my life chaotic a lot of the time? Absolutely. You know, trying to do 20 things at once and the kids are throwing the basketball inside the house dribbling and (laughs) trying to quiet them down so I can take a conference call. I mean, things like that happen. It doesn't always go smoothly. But I think when you look at that sort of 80-20 rule, like for the most part, excuse me, are you able to, you know, do the things that you need to for your family and the things that you need to do for your career in ways that you feel good about and you feel comfortable with. I mean, it comes down to your own values, your own core beliefs, and kind of how you want to run your life. And that's going to look different for everybody. And that's what I focus on with work-life balance, just for the term's sake. (laughs) When I work with clients, when I talk to people um, within organizations, it's, having them figure out what that looks like for them and helping them to customize it in a way that feels right.
0: Yeah. One, well, I, I had an example explained to me once of work-life balance, and it totally changed my thoughts on, on balance. Cause like you're saying there's, you're never going to have this. It's not a 50 50 it's never going to be, or 80 20 or whatever. <laughs> right. uh, I had explained to me in a way that I thought was really cool. So if you've ever seen those dancers who like they spin the white plates on like a stick have you ever seen uh-huh. that? They balance four or five of them at the same time, and they keep them spinning. So yeah. it's not about – uh, the, the person was explaining to this is it's pretty much you've got four or five of those going. You know, One of the plates is your your, your family life. One of them is your work life. One of them is your school life or whatever. Yeah. And you, you just have to take time and realize, okay, is one wobbling? Okay, I need to go back to that one and keep it spinning. And I really like that because it allows you to evaluate and say, is that, is that section wobbling? Do I need to come and put higher emphasis in that? And it doesn't mean it's a forever lifestyle change. Sometimes you you just need to spend a little bit more time um, on one of those areas.
1: Exactly. And it's it's true. You have to kind of sometimes give more attention to certain parts of your life than others. And then that's going to shift and change and evolve, Um, especially with things like, you know, your children, their ages are going to change, their needs are going to change and you have to kind of you know, be flexible in that. Um, And that's kind of what I try to focus on is how can you create that flexibility? How can you um, create that self-awareness of not only yourself, but also your family, your employer, if you work for somebody else or your own business? And what are the things that you need to do to flourish um, and take care of things if they're maybe not going in the right direction and kind of take a step back and make that time for self-care or self-assessment?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And so, really, I mean, Passion Fit, like we talked about, kind of fits around that. So, let's—I'd like to just let our audience know, you know, what what is Passion Fit, and how does that kind of fit into their lifestyle?
1: Yeah. So, my mission with Passion Fit is to empower people to flourish both personally and professionally through wellness. Um, in my opinion, wellness is at the helm of it all because if we don't have our physical health, our mental health, and our emotional health, we can't be out there in the world making an impact and being successful not just from a career standpoint but even with our families. And so that's my focus is to sort of take it back to the basics and just remember and remind my clients and educate them on, you know, what it means to, you know, get, you know, sufficient sleep every night and to make sure that you're very conscious of what you're eating and what you're putting into your body because That affects how you feel and how you function, Um, getting movement and exercise every day and not for the purposes of looking a certain way or being thin, but more about building strength and empowering yourself and impacting your brain chemistry through exercise and, and movement and how that can help you in so many ways beyond just the physical side of it. Right. Mindfulness is another big one that I focus on. And a lot of that for me being first generation born Indian American stems from my upbringing in the Indian culture. So teaching people to not be intimidated by meditation and mindfulness, because it can be whatever people want it to be. It could be something as simple as, you know, going for a run outside or a hike or cycling or whatever it is that you need to be able to quiet your mind and kind of get away from the daily grind to reassess Mm -hmm. and kind of take care of yourself. Um, so it's teaching people these skills, um, but beyond just the, the the fitness and the nutrition and the mindfulness, it's also look, taking a look at their work life and figuring out, you know, how can we, you know, help you to be more productive during the day in ways that you can produce your best work, but not do it um, at a point of burnout. And how can we shift your mindset to think positively and to play to your strengths and empower you rather than have you be driven by fear, especially fear of failure, Um, So it's kind of a lot of, you know, it's a multifaceted approach, I kind of have a seven step holistic approach to wellness. um, And you'll see that reflected in my online course. um, In my fitness and dance classes that I teach, I've created a a signature line of fitness and dance classes. Um, My YouTube videos focus on holistic wellness, I have a whole channel of videos, I blog and write about the topic. both on my website and for other publications. Um, I do wellness retreats, um, speaking engagements and workshops for different organizations. Um, And then I have an activewear line as well, which is kind of fun. It's just a a fun way for people to, you know, get themselves excited to to exercise and move. And, you know, I have a lot of different activewear that people can wear when they exercise. So um, there's a lot of different products, services and content that all center around holistic wellness and personal and professional development.
0: Well, everybody can find pretty much everything that you do on passionfit.com, right?
1: That's right. Yep. That's the hub of it all. And uh, (laughs) see all the different services that I offer, including the wellness consulting and coaching as well that I do one-on-one as well as for groups and organizations. So yeah, there's just there's a lot of different things. And I I, my focus is to meet people where they are. People are at different stages of life, different levels. I tend to work a lot with women, um, especially those that are professionals. Many of which are moms um, that often are, you know, the subjects of burnout and that are struggling to try to keep it all together. So I would say that's the majority of my client base. But I really try to focus on that whole person, including their spouses, their kids, um, and who they are as a professional, and trying to kind of help the whole family, if you will.
0: Well, and what I love about, and really just the beauty of your the way you've approach this business is you're coming at it from a corporate background and you understand the burnout. You understand nobody has time to work out, right? <laughs>
1: right. It's all
0: about making the time to work out or, or what have you, or to you know, do your meditation or whatever. So I am really curious because you've worked with quite a few different people at this point mm-hmm. and our ideal listener here and pretty much everybody listens is an entrepreneur. So for yeah. them, what are, what are some of the biggest pitfalls you see that an entrepreneur runs into when it comes to wellness and fitness?
1: Yeah, I would say um, as a fellow entrepreneur, your work life and your personal life really can bleed into one another. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I mean, to be honest, I feel like that's probably why a lot of us become entrepreneurs in the first place, um, because we want to be able to do what we love and, um, you know, have that sort of integrate with what we're already doing personally. Um, But I think the risk in that is that you can be a prime candidate for burnout because, you might be working so much and you might be so excited about what you're doing, which is great. But if you're, you know, up working on something until three AM every night and not getting sufficient sleep or skipping meals or kind of overdoing it on the coffee and, you know, just not really Taking a step back to kind of find balance in the way that it works for you, um, that could be dangerous for your health. You know, as we know, a lot of people that are stressed out, stress can actually cause almost 60% of all human illness and disease. So when you're stressed, that could lead to things like heart disease and diabetes and cancer and anxiety, depression, and so many other things. And so I would just encourage entrepreneurs to know that, you know, you do have to create some boundaries and some semblance of balance in your
0: life. Yeah. When I, I know one of my problems as an entrepreneur is my, my prime time is from the second I wake up for about two or three hours. And my yeah. problem is I want to get into routine in the morning, but like the second I wake up, uh-huh. my brain is just like poof, gone, ready. Right? And I'm so excited about the next thing. So I just like really excited to get on, start doing content or whatever for the day. And sometimes I just skip over the things that I'm like, wow, I didn't even take time to meditate or do whatever in the mornings. And I knew, I think that's kind of, it's probably the entrepreneurial curse, right? We're all so excited to get to work that day, but.
1: Exactly. And I think it's just reminding ourselves that, if we take the time for those, you know, things for ourselves, whether it's that morning meditation or that morning run or fitting in a workout during lunch or whatever it is, or really, you know, making sure that you're conscious of what you're eating, um, it's going to make you that much better of an entrepreneur and a leader. And the impact that you want to have can be that much greater if you're at your best. And I know that's not always easy to remember, but if you can create it as Just something that's part of your daily life that you don't even have to think about, and you program it into your day. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in the morning because some of us are night owls, some of us are morning birds. Um, You know, I definitely tend to be one that can stay up later. My husband is, you know, goes to bed early and rises (laughs) early. So we're a little different in that, but I think it's figuring out what works for you. And like you said, your morning hours are when you were the most productive. So, how can you maybe split that time where you get a couple really good things done for yourself? Um, which might actually make you productive even longer into the day. Yeah. Uh, just being conscious of that. Um, and that's something that I work with my clients on is just understanding your natural rhythms, understanding your productivity cycles, um, and and even your need for sleep. Some people need nine to 10 hours of sleep. Other people need seven to eight. Um, <laughs> in my experience, from everything I've been trained in and studied, you need at least seven, I would right. say, as an adult to function at your best. So. Um, yeah, I think that's something that entrepreneurs just really have to, you know, be very mindful of, no pun intended, um, and just be very careful of.
0: Yeah, that's super awesome. And so I do want to recommend to everybody to go over to Passion Fit because I really think that that's going to allow you to, you know, get into what Rena's talking about, helping you organize, really, your life so that you can start being a little bit better about, you know, your fitness and your wellness in general, because I do believe what you're saying about even me, you know, it's, Mm if I could learn to organize my life a little bit better, I might be able to extend that productivity time, you know, because for me, I've, I've always told myself, I'm like, well, when about one or two o'clock hits, I'm like, I should be done with my work day because I'm not, uh, I'm not as productive. I still work, but <laughs> my productivity's cut gotten half in a May. If I could find ways to leverage wellness in the mornings to extend that till, you know, five, 6 PM, I would be ecstatic. Right.
1: <laughs> and some of that is even taking some breaks in the middle of your day. When you know you're starting to get into that lull that might be a really good time to you know, go out for a walk or get some fresh air and clear your head so that you can come back in the afternoon ready to you know, fire off some more emails or finish a project before five or 6 p.m. hits. Um, So there are ways to kind of, again, find that flow and that rhythm and shake it up a little bit, if you know, because I think a lot of us, I get that when, you know, after eating lunch, that one o'clock lull, um, you know, when I've done meetings and things like that, that can be a time where I'm feeling most tired. And so it's recognizing that and figuring out, all right, what can I do to re-energize myself and take a break from what I'm doing? Because if I keep just trying to slug it out, I'm probably not going to produce my best work anyway. Right. (laughs) take it, take a step back and then come back to it when I'm feeling re you know, refreshed.
0: And I'd love to learn your tactics on that because like, I think getting yourself refreshed because my, my problem, for example, I'll go and try and like watch an episode of something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Netflix for like an hour and I'm like, okay, that'll help. And then I, I just can't even get off my butt after that. I'm trying to get myself back up and work, you know? <laughs> and I, just,
1: I know tech and screens can be, you know, to our detriment, as well as to our advantage, depending on how we use them. And that's a whole other topic. We might have to do another conversation (laughs) about that because I've definitely myself have played with, you know, different things, especially at nighttime to try to go no screens, um, to be able to positively impact my sleep.
0: Yeah. And that's so awesome. Well, I'm going to give one last shout out for you, everybody go check out passionfit.com. And then I do, I had one other reason for bringing you on today, Rena, and this is something that so very near and dear to my heart. I think it's going to be really cool to have you even just announce this here um, on the Lucky Titan. But something cool is you've now been nominated as the 2020 Woman of the Year for Silicon, Silicon Valley. Excuse me. So tell us a little bit about that. And tell us what you're doing along those lines.
1: Yeah, so I was nominated to be a candidate for this ten-week fundraising competition. Um, it's called Woman and Man of the Year, and it's through the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And you know, it's actually interesting because my husband and I did team and training many years ago, and we ran the Portland Marathon, and we fundraised for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. You know, many years ago, um, and it's a phenomenal organization. It is focused um, on children for sure. I mean, they're going to be spending. About a hundred million dollars over the next five years to look for, um, you know, research for cures for cancer for children. Um, but it also impacts all forms of blood cancer, and so many of us have had family or friends that have been affected. I'm sure. Um, so I just felt like this is something that's really worthwhile. Um, it found its way to me, and I felt like, you know. This is a sign that I need to do this. Um, you right. know, I want to make an impact. My company, Passion Fit, focuses, as you know, on health and wellness, and a lot of that focuses on disease prevention and disease management. Um, I'm a mom as well. And so I have a soft a thought in my heart for children. And so this is just something that I'm really excited about. Um, the competition starts on February 20th and it goes until May 1st. And I will be seeking donations, um, corporate sponsorships, auction item donations from various businesses. Um, so yeah, check out um, passionfit.com. You can follow me on social media as well. The handle is at passionfitllc and I'll be sharing more information across my Facebook. Instagram pages Twitter LinkedIn um, about the campaign but if any of you um, out there have been touched by cancer or impacted in some way I hope you'll consider um, this campaign and, and you know helping through the leukemia and lymphoma Society
0: well thank you so much for coming and sharing that we will also post that on the tribe of Titans as well just to make yes. sure everybody knows they can they can go and uh, promote this and really give back to an awesome society so I'm um, Thank you. Really, though, before we sign off, Rena, can you give us one last parting piece of guidance and then we'll say goodbye?
1: Um, yeah. So, my, my motto, which is the tagline for Passion Fit, is pursue your passions, be fit, and the rest will follow. Um, and I completely, wholeheartedly believe in that and I live by that. I think when we work on things or invite things into our life that we truly love and are passionate about, um, know and we're able to be fit and i don't just mean fit physically but fit mentally spiritually and emotionally in our lives if you put those two things together the rest will follow and it can really be that simple if you find your purpose you find your voice you take care of yourself and those around you um, and you can make a huge impact in your community through those things and that's what I'm, you know, here to try to get that message out as much as I can to the world. So I share that with you guys. And I appreciate you taking the time to have me as a guest, Josh. It's been yes. to talk to you.
0: And yeah, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you. Take care and happy new year.
0: The number one needle mover in my business is joint venture partnerships. Growing a following can be time consuming and frustrating. For that reason, we created the Tribe of Titans, the world's first joint venture matching platform. Using this free platform, you can find guests for a podcast, YouTube channel, or Facebook group, or you can promote your brand, product, or service in one simple place. You can create your free account at tribe.theluckytitan.com. Once again, that's tribe.theluckytitan.com.